Kevin McGuire, writer for NBC College Football Talk. All guests come to you via the Fire Wings hotline. Try one of their delicious flavors of wings today. Fire Wings, just wing it. Kevin, Grant Napier, and Doug Christie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. Really appreciate the time. When you look at this matchup tomorrow, these two games, and you look at the the fans across the country, in your opinion, that don't have a rooting interest in one of those teams, what do you think is the, the matchup that most people want to see for the national championship? Well, for the national championship, you probably want to go with your defending champion, Clemson, because it's an easy pick and it's a, it's a really good pick. And then uh, you probably want to go with probably the team from the SEC, which is LSU. And honestly, I feel like that would be a fantastic championship matchup. Uh, I also would have absolutely zero problem with an LSU versus Ohio State matchup because I think uh, either one would be uh, just uh, a lot of fun to watch because there's a lot of good storylines to follow there, and especially if you get that Ohio State-LSU one because you've got the, the, the transfer quarterbacks with the Ohio State connection, which would be uh, real fun to dive into uh, if we got the time to do that. You know, actually, that that would be uh, that would be big time because when you think about the uh, ability to transfer in Burrow, and he winds up obviously winning the Heisman Trophy, but leading a team that has been devoid of quarterback for some time, and now you look at Ohio State, uh, j- just kind of break down those two quarterbacks and what that matchup might look like. Yeah, obviously, well, you're talking about Joe Burrow, who's had a fantastic season winning the Heisman Trophy, of course, but he really has been kind of the breakout player in college football, and he has revitalized an LSU offense that has been in desperate need of some quarterback play. So I think uh, whatever they decided to do opening up the playbook has really been to his benefit. He's been able to capitalize on that opportunity. Uh, I would expect that he would be putting up a lot of passing yards in the semifinal and potentially the national championship game because that's just what he's been doing all season long. Then you got Justin Fields on the other side uh, at Ohio State, who came over from Georgia. He's uh, a lot younger right now, of course, but he has shown a lot of confidence right from the start. Uh, he's got a lot of ability to run the football and you know, obviously can do some damage uh, throwing the football. So uh, Ohio State's got a nice little dual threat quarterback of themselves. And uh, you know, they, they're just surrounded by a lot of talent to allow them to maximize their capabilities and what they can do with the football. It's, it's just a lot of fun to watch. You know, I haven't heard anyone say that they think Oklahoma – can win. Do you think they can make the game competitive? I absolutely do. And I, I don't want to overlook Oklahoma by any stretch of imagination. I just think they're in a, they're in a bad uh, matchup with LSU because I do think LSU has been one of the best teams in the country. And I think Oklahoma has some flaws. I think of, of the four teams that we have in this field, and I think this is the deepest playoff field we've had so far, uh, Oklahoma is still very deserving of being there. I just think that they probably have a couple more issues that some of these other teams probably don't have to worry about as much going in. Jalen Hurts has been a fantastic story, and I would love to see him succeed too, but I just feel like he has had his own moments that have been a little shaky at times that have caused some games to be a little bit closer than expected and have ultimately earned them at times. You know, in the uh, Clemson-Ohio State matchup, if you look at that, I think that uh, – a lot of people would say, yeah, with the exception of probably LSU, not throwing Oklahoma totally out, but these are two of the, the best teams in the country. What might be the strength of each individual one that they may be able to exploit against the other? Honestly, defensively, I think both Ohio State and Clemson uh, probably have an advantage here because you know we can talk about these offense and these quarterbacks as much as you want, uh, but really the defensive lines 
are what's going to dictate, I think, what happens in these games. And ultimately, it's going to be that unit that's going to have to make some plays. And both Clemson and Ohio State have some really talented defensive linemen that have been coming through these programs. And they, they both develop these defensive lines really well. So that, to me, is going to be the big area there. And I think you know that's probably where Ohio State might have a slight advantage cause just because they probably have the best defensive lineman in the country in Chase Young. Uh, so I feel like uh, he's going to be a guy that's really going to be trying to, to pursue Trevor Lawrence as much as possible. And if he can get to him uh, and maybe make Lawrence make him make a couple of mistakes here, that could be huge for Ohio State. You know, it's funny you talk about uh, Chase Young, and there's no question that he's unbelievably talented. I can't remember the gentleman that we had on the other day. He actually thinks that he's got a chance to be better than Nick Bosa, and we watch Nick Bosa here in San Francisco. Obviously, we're in Sacramento, but, uh, you know, in Niners country, and we're just blown away at how effective he's been able to play in his first year. Would you put him in that same level? He certainly seems to be trending that way, and I think uh, based on what he's done at Ohio State, I think he's certainly in that company. Uh, for sure. And like like I just said, Ohio State's been developing some really good defensive linemen. just feels like they get stronger and better as they go along. And I think that's a tremendous credit to their defensive line coach, uh, Larry Johnson Sr., who's got a knack and a history of developing some top-notch defensive linemen. just seems like it's been elevated even since he got to Ohio State. That doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon. You know, who who do we credit with being able to get Joe Burrow to come to LSU, but also opening up the playbook. Is that Coach Ogeron, or was this something that Joe Burrow wanted to do, was come there and saw maybe the talent in the trio of receivers? I think part of it has to do with the fact that LSU is a program that it was in in such need of improving at the quarterback position. So it was probably a really good opportunity for him to go down to a program that needed a quarterback and he knew he had the talent, he had the confidence that he was going to be able to succeed and elevate the, the, the ability of that passing game. And you know, maybe that was just a, a mixture of good recruiting to lure him in and convince him that that was the right place for him. And if that's the case, you know, huge credit to Ed Orgeron for making that happen. But I feel as though you know, Joe Burrow being able to, to, to embrace that opportunity and realize uh, what could potentially be, I think he's got to take a lot of the credit himself too because he certainly lives up to – a lot of the hype, and uh, he's exceeded a lot of expectations. You know, I'm curious. This is kind of off the path a little bit, but with, uh, you know, a couple of uh, coaching vacancies expected to occur over the weekend, one being uh, in Dallas uh, either this weekend or in the near future or in Cleveland with Freddie Kitchens, do you see Urban Meyer taking that jump? Because uh, we keep on hearing his name in the rumor mill. What are your thoughts on that? I think he's a trendy name to throw around in the rumor mill, and I'm never going to say uh, never for Urban Meyer, but – I do think that he's probably in a pretty good spot right now with his TV gig, uh, and I think it's take the, the right job to, to lure him back. I don't know if Cleveland would be that, and I don't think Dallas would be that. I think uh, uh, I think if he is going to return to coaching, it may eventually be with another college job if the right one ever opens up for him at the right time. That's the big thing here. But I, I do think that we're going to hear some names from the college world, not just Urban Meyer, but you know, Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley is a trendy name right now, of course. Uh, given some of the success he's had. And I think the, the Baker-Mayfield connection in Cleveland is probably going to attach his name to that room a little bit more. Oh, you know, when you talk about Lincoln Riley, is is, is it going to be dollars that is going to, to bring him? Is it going to be situation? And the, the lore, is it just strictly the offensive? It, how does he approach that defensive coordinator as you see him as a kind of the, the whiz kid on the offensive side of the football? 
Yeah, he's certainly in a good spot right now at Oklahoma. Even if they don't win against LSU, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of benefit to being the head coach at Oklahoma and having the kind of success he's been having. And that's a tough spot to leave. And I I don't even know exactly what his ultimate motive is. You know, oh. I don't know if he has uh, the the goal of coaching and winning in the NFL. You know, not every coach does. And we've seen college coaches go to the NFL and have some mixed success too. So that's something to keep in mind. It's not always going to be easier at the next level or you know maybe it's maybe not necessarily worth the jump so if it's about money that's a whole other thing because oklahoma has money too and a lot of these coaches right now in college are getting paid pretty handsomely too so i i don't know if that's necessarily something that would absolutely lure him away from oklahoma if the right opportunity came around Dabo Sweeney obviously is high up on the coaching ladder in college football but if he's able to do this again with this field and we're talking about this, uh, you know, in a little more than a week. And he's, again, holding the trophy as a national champion. Where do you put him on the coaching pedestal in college football? Well, at least in, in the last 25 years, I mean, he's right up there. He's right up there with Nick Saban right now. And I think if you just base it on a smaller sample size, just in the playoff era, I think he's certainly cementing his case to be made for being the number one coach in college football. Look, as far as the game is concerned today, he is the best coach going right now. With the way he's been recruiting, the way they've been winning, say what you will about the level of competition in the ACC, that is uh, something to keep in mind. But he has absolutely been shredding the competition. And the fact that he's got two national championships against the only other guy that we can have this argument with, with Nick Saban, I think that that's a tremendous feather in his cap when moving forward. All right, so your pick, uh, it's okay if we ask you who you think is going to be standing with the trophy in a little more than a week? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm already on record here. So, uh, you know, th- as far as this weekend's concerned, I, I do like LSU's chances against Oklahoma. And I think Clemson edges out Ohio State. I think well, that's going to be a really good game uh, going down to the wire there. Awesome. We really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of the uh, college football season and Happy New Year to you. We really appreciate you coming on the program. Happy New Year to you guys, too. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's uh, Kevin McGuire. Good stuff right there. We appreciate him talking a little uh, college football.